What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back for another one, Straight Talk Wrestling. And I am here with one of the coolest people in the wrestling business. She was a former, you could have seen her all over Ring of Honor. You would have seen her all over the Indies. She is also Mrs. Walking Weapon, and she is mom to two of the coolest kids in the world. And it's the reason why they're so cool, it's because of her. It's not because of dad. Josh, I'm, I'm saying it straight up. Please help me welcome Mrs. Walking Weapon, Jade Chung to Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you. Definitely, definitely not from Josh at all. No, all the coolness is from me. <laughs> we, we uh, listen, everyone who knows you and knows Josh and knows the boys, we know where it comes from. We understand it. And if Josh doesn't understand it, that's his problem. That's not our problem. We get it. We fully get it. So how are you? How are you in, in these days? Oh, oh, a pandemic days? Mm-hmm. Um, frustrated. Frustrated, mm-hmm. mainly because I want my kids to be kids. And that's, that's basically all, all what it comes down to. Absolutely. It's hard for them. I agree with you. My, we have a five-year-old who's in JK. It's so hard when you're mm-hmm. starting school. <gasps> And yes. to literally only be in school for four months. And then, you know, you have to go to this online learning and mom and I both essential workers. We also have to become teachers. We've got an mm-hmm. 11 year old who's, you know, growing up, she, she wants to see her friends. She wants to be independent and she can't. And it's weird. It's an oxymoron, right? Because Jade, you probably agree with me. We're telling the kids no more screen time yet. All they can do in this day and age is screen time. So what's like, what's that process? Cause I know, uh, I know Jet's not ready for school, but you do have the other little guy. He's in school. He, yep, he's in school. So he's in grade one. Okay. Um, first off, can I ask, how is it for your little one? I mean, for JK, I cannot understand how they're expected to sit still and not only to sit still, but sit still in one spot. And that <laughs> is hard to ask of any toddler. Absolutely. It is. So what we do, my wife and I, we have a system because she works uh, for Shoppers Drug Mart. So her schedule is a little bit more shuffled. I am a truck dispatcher. So I got to be in at 830 in the morning every day, Monday to Friday. So what we do is we put her on school starts at 830. So we get her up, we have her breakfast, all that stuff. We put her on till 11, which is realistic because she does her first couple lessons. Then she does gym class, which let me tell you, JK gym is no joke. I had to do this like hip hop dance routine on one of my days (laughs) off. And also for the simple fact that I, I have two left feet, uh, I'm a bigger guy. So a lot of these hip hop moves, a guy like me can't be pulling off in a safe space. So needless to say, uh, an Ottoman may possibly have to be replaced because I may have swerved <laughs> the wrong way, but we do that. And then she has worksheets that her teacher uh, prints out for us. We do the mm. worksheets with her. We snap the pictures and we email it back. I mean, that's really all we can do. We're improving her reading and her writing. But we're also realistic. I mean, let's be honest, it's JK. All they really have to do is learn how to socialize, which you can't do now. So that's nope. that's the struggle. What's it like for what's it like for grade one? Is grade one as much of a challenge? Um it is and it isn't. I think it's more um it, it depends on each child. So each child is different. Mm. Whereas with Lucas, he is more of a hands-on learner. Um he is more focused if he's more in person or if he's working with stuff, he'll, he'll learn better. Don't get me wrong. He's super smart. He does understand and learns, but he does get a little sidetracked a lot. So um, I think being in class and being able to see like visuals in person helps a lot. So that's what makes me upset is that, is that because I know for him, you know, he learns a little bit differently and, um, 
sitting in sitting in one spot is just it's just not it. And I believe that kids, uh, you said it, they need socialization. It's part of a development, you know. So they absolutely need it. They need to know how to act with other kids. They need to know how to play with other kids. And not only that, I think with the wishy-washy of the schools here, I I think they need closure. I think. I had wished that they were able to go back. Ontario did announce uh, yesterday that the kids weren't going back to school. And I wish that they did because they need that closure to see their friends again and then say, okay, bye, have a great summer. You know, like they didn't really get to say bye. They're, they, they said to each other, okay, see you, see you uh, after winter break is what they said to each other, right? So yeah, exactly. And here we are in, uh, well, this is being recorded at the beginning of June It's going to drop in the beginning of July. But it's it sucks because your, your kids aren't going to get that closure. Mine aren't going to get that closure. The one mm-hmm. good thing is that at least everyone in our household, uh, minus uh, Cassie right now, because she's only 11. And our five year old, my wife and I have both been vaccinated, we're, we're waiting for our second dose. But we both got the shot just and we were paranoid about getting the shot, I'll be honest. But we decided to get it because you know what, if it means that the world gets to get back to normal a little bit quicker, I'm okay with doing that. I, mm-hmm. I'm, and to anyone who is not, I completely uh, respect and understand your decision, but that was the decision for us. And um, she also has some friends because she's born in October. So she's, she gets a short end of the stick like me. Everyone else has the cool birthdays and we get, you know, the cold birthdays, right? I've had ice cream <laughs> cake every year of my life in November. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it sounds great. It is. It's great. It's ice cream cake. JD it is. But let's be honest. It's ice cream cake in November. Right? You're a November baby? I am a November baby. What day? 26. Oh, I'm the 6th. Oh, look at that. Hey. And, that, and that's why I knew that this was going <laughs> to, we're going to jive. Again, I, again, and I've had so, I've had two great conversations with Josh, but, uh, and actually on the second conversation, we talked a lot because that was the beginning. That was the early stages of the pandemic. And one of the things that was a bright spot for me was your videos of torturing. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I lived for those. I lived oh. for those videos every single time. My favorite one was when you were calling him from every different room in the house, <laughs> but you were, you were literally there and you were calling him. And I asked him in the interview, I go, I go, is that, is that reaction all real? He's like, it's all real all real very annoying but what can i say she's my wife and i love her so what what was the the game plan going into those videos was that just to be as annoying as possible or just to try to get because josh is a very serious dude he smiles when he needs to smile when he's with you and the kids he's all smiles when you see josh alexander on tv he is a walking weapon you see him at a show he's very humble and sincere he's one of the most humble and sincere cats and i'm honored to call him a friend and that's the truth but how was that the goal? Was the goal just to get him to crack a smile and break that serious demeanor? Well, it's, it really is no different for me. I do annoy the heck out of him. Um, <laughs> he tells me all the time. So I figured, all right, well, if, if I'm already annoying you, then I'll just, I'll just let other people enjoy it too. <laughs> and we did, I, I did. Speaking for me, thank you for those. I wish they wouldn't have stopped. I wish they oh, wouldn't they have didn't. stopped. I may or may not have one in the works. Okay, straight talk exclusive. Straight talk. I love it. I love straight talk <laughs> exclusives when they happen. Well, when that happens, you be sure to tag me in that because I'm going to share it 
everywhere. I'm going to be like, guys, look at this. The walking weapons wife, she's just schooling him right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, talk to me. You know what? My, my daughter, she just did a five question. So that's going to drop before this interview drops. And uh, she is the future of podcasting. So she oh, did ask a couple of great questions that she kind of did steal from me. I wanted to talk about the MJF slap. So that, that was at a Destiny show. And that was Josh defending his Destiny World Wrestling Championship. Destiny's a great promotion for all my U.S. fans and all my around-the-world fans. It's a great promotion here in Mississauga. You've heard me talking about it a bazillion times. But George the Iceman is one of the greatest promoters that we have here in Ontario. He books some amazing talent. And when you're his top guy, like Josh, you get to fight all the big boys. Josh has fought Pete Dunne. Josh has fought Marty Scroll multiple times. Josh has fought Pete Dunne multiple times. Josh has fought MJF. Josh has fought... So many incredible speedball Mike Bailey. The last show I was at, that barn burner he had with speedball Mike Bailey in the parking lot. He did low key as well in a three way. Yeah, oh, low key yeah. Aiden Prince. That was that was my first Destiny show. That triple threat with low key Aiden Prince. Oh, okay. that was a barn burner of a show, man. And I went up to him after, and I was like, "Dude, can I hold the title?" And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I was like, "It's so awesome." And I almost walked away <laughs> with it because I forgot for a split second that it, he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, it's mine." It's like, "Oh, that's right, that's right." So, oh, you you forgot with that ten pound on your shoulder weighing you down. I forgot. You know what? It, it, it didn't weigh down as much as I thought it would have. It actually kind of felt really comfortable here. I'm not saying that I would ever step in the ring. It's a good with match it. for you. It did. It would have looked really good on me. It would, I would have looked adorable with it. Like, how did this guy get a title? Because I'm awesome. That's how I got it. But um, so many great matches. But out of all those great Destiny matches, and again, he's had great matches around. Like, we just witnessed the day we're recording this was after we both watched that 60-minute Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. And he retained you were tanked. He's the man. Oh, He's yeah. the man. What oh, a yeah. match. And that was a hard one for me because I'm a Josh fan and a mm-hmm. friend, but I'm also a fan of TJP. He's one of my favorite cruiserweights of all time. And for me, it was I was conflicted, but I was like, nope, Josh got to win. It's got to be Josh. Got to be Josh. And I, I've been pushing, even though he's he's had a great X Division run so far, I want to keep it going for a little bit longer. But I would love, I would love to see him knock the belt collector down a peg or two. I'd love to see him take back that impact title from Kenny Omega. That's kind of my dream match. But out of all those destiny matches that you've witnessed, all those battles that he's had in the ring, is there one that stands out to you that's like, man, that one was a great body of work? Uh, I, I'd have to say him and Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both of them. Uh, I think the first one was uh, was he in a three-way for the first one or the second? The first one? Yeah. And then with, my mind. Anyway, um, the one where he beat Pete for the title. And I think that was the singles. And then Scott came out afterwards and offered him the impact contract. So not only he had an amazing match with Pete, but like just to like end the night off, Scott comes in out of nowhere. And it was a surprise. Scott just called him out and said, here, you know, here's, here's the contract for you. And he mentioned me too. And, um, you know, it's, uh, oh, it was an unbelievable night. It was a surprise. So it was really nice. It, it absolutely was. I actually, um, I kind of broke the internet on that when uh, I posted a clip when mm-hmm. Scott went in the ring and made the announcement. He's like, you're not the uh, the best unsigned talent in all yes. the world. You're the hottest rising star in Impact Wrestling. You got a three-year motherfucking deal. I posted <laughs> So I left, I was in my car having a smoke after that whole thing happened. And I'm sitting there, I'm checking Twitter. I'm like, how come nobody's posting this? So I just threw it up. I said, yes, the walking weapon, impact wrestling, get ready. You have no idea what you're, what you're in for. And I went to bed. It was like midnight when I got home. I just posted, I went to bed. I woke up the next morning 
to like literally 300 and something notifications. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I went on my Twitter. The video had at that point got 10,000 views. It was, it, it ended off at around 25,000 views, but it was, wow. it was incredible. Like posting that video. And I was, I wasn't even geeking out for me because I'm like, whatever. It wasn't about me. It was about Josh, but just the reaction that he got. And a lot of people asked me about who is this guy? I'd be like, keep an eye out. If you don't know who the fuck he is, you're going to learn. Like he's, he's called a yeah. walking weapon for a reason. And it was a great moment. It was a great, so, you know, I, it's great to have the wife of uh, a superstar like Josh on and you're no slouch yourself. We're going to get into your history for sure. But um, <laughs> what was that feeling like to, to see that all the, all the setbacks and, and Josh, much like TJ Wilson, I look at Josh as the comeback kid. The comeback is always greater than the setback. When you're told you can't do something and you rise above it to continue to do it. And then you get that vindication and you get signed and you have an iconic tag team run with his best friend. Then you go on to have this so far incredible X division run, which will only lead to bigger and better things. Uh, What's, what's that like for you? I cry a lot. (laughs) It's not a joke. I wish I didn't because that kind of ruins my street cred, but um, (laughs) I do. I I honestly cry a lot uh, for the simple fact that I know what he went through. Um, I was there through the hardships. I mean, he had hardships with his neck surgery. I wasn't uh, there for that, but where you're almost told that, you know, your wrestling career may not be a thing in the States um, if you show up here again. So you know, for him to kind of, I don't want to say reinvent himself, but uh, just continue to make himself better in the Ontario scene, just watching him brainstorm and work hard and, and really try to get the uh, most bookings that he could get just to, to, you know, not get rusty or just to, you know, blend in his style with, with, with all other people. And not only that, but he did um, set a goal for himself to wrestle as many Ironman matches as he could. So from 2016 to 2019, until when he, when he got signed, that's, that was his, you know, that was his, like right in front of him, that was his goal. So to see him go from those goals to where he is now, and just breaking every wall down and just impressing everybody and I'm so happy that so many new fans know him now and you know and they love him and that's that's all I ever wanted I just we we just needed people to see him and I think you you mentioned that too people just needed to see him and then once they see him they're gonna blow he's gonna blow them away it's the truth and it's it's for me it's uh it's uh, I started this podcasty game like four and a half years ago. I just actually today dropped my 200 episode, uh, which was a milestone for me. Um, oh, congrats. And, uh, That's awesome. Thank you very That's a much. Lot. <laughs> thank Yeah, it is. It's, it's been a grind. It started off as three, went down to two, then went down to me. And I carried the flagship from episode 90 all the way to episode 200 by myself. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah, it was it was something that we I the only regret is I wish I would have started it sooner because then I would have mm-hmm. been exposed to the indies sooner. But um it was, it was our interview with Iceman that led to the first sit down with Josh. And at that point, we had had 20 episodes under our belt and 10 of them were raw and SmackDown reviews because we were just trying to figure out who we were. And then we sat down with Josh 
And well, first we did a superstar profile and he messaged us after he, he listened to it. He was like, you guys should have told me I would have called in. It's like, well, what? I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know you on a personal level, dude. Like we just, we wanted- let's, let's just try and call Josh Alexander. I'm just going to sit here and, 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 and message him on Twitter and be like, Hey man, I don't know you or anything, but like I'm this new podcaster in Ontario and I've done like 10 Rod Smackdown reviews. You want to come on my show? And I know he would have done it. Cause that's the type of guy he is. But it's just like we had to we had to get our foot in the door with our history and make sure we had our ducks in a row. And um, the first interview we did was great. The second one I did was was probably my favorite one because we we talked so much about the iconic tag team run that was happening at the time. Talked a lot about those amazing videos that you were doing. And we talked about just family and um, being dads. And man, I, I look at I look at the struggle of a, a wrestler is no joke. You're talking right now. Obviously, it's a little bit on the easy side. You do your tapings, you come home, there's no traveling involved right now, and there's no booking. So when you're at home, you're at home. But mm -hmm. when the grind is there, and you're kind of on the other fence, and this is great to get this perspective from me, um, mom got to do it all on her own. Sometimes mom got to do it a lot on her own. And that's a lot to weigh on your shoulders. But you do it because you know, he's chasing a dream. Just like right now, my wife's upstairs with our five year old. Uh, still fighting her to bed because I can hear her feet storming around right now. Oh, no. Still fighting her to bed. But, um, and she does those things for me because it's like, hey, hon, I got, I got to go have a conversation. I got to go do this and that. And she's like, cool, I got it. Don't worry about it. And it's no. a testament. It's a testament to Mrs. Host. So Mrs. Host watches all of them. Thank you, babe. I love you. But yes. um, you're well, amazing. Yes, <laughs> she is. She's a sweetheart. And I'm blessed to have her because I, and Holden Albright told me this straight to my face. I married well above my, my, my reach. I'll be honest with you. I, my wife is, is a 10 and I'm like a two and I don't know how I got her, but I did. And I'll take it. I'll take, I locked it down. She's got two kids. We got two. They're, they're not going anywhere. Like it's, it's, it's locked in. It's locked in. Okay. I put a ring on it early. I got, a, I got a ring on it very early. But You're a smart man. I am. I'm a smart man. I'm also adorable. I'm not like gorgeous or like built like Josh, but I, I, I'm adorable. I have adorable features, but what, what is it like to have to hold it down? when you know the walking weapons has to be the walking weapon um I, like i admit yes it's it's challenging and hard sometimes um 2019 and into oh well all of 2019 was was tough because josh was traveling so much for impact he was still doing a ton of indie bookings and on top of that he had his wrestling school so I can't even remember the schedule but he would be at wrestling um, I don't know Tuesday Thursday I want to say there was a third day in there maybe or some weeks and then by weekends Friday to Monday he'd be gone so I think some Wednesdays I'd have with him but then like I barely, we, we barely saw him. Our, our main form of communication was FaceTime or, you know, messenger, but it's, it's a little hard. Um, Jet was a lot younger back then too. So I think that's what's made it hard. Like Jet was the type of, or is the type of kid who hit 
every milestone, like every, oh, there's going to be a sleep regression at four months. Oh, and at six months and at eight months. And look, watch out. Here comes the nine month regression too. He hit every single one. And you laugh and I hope you went to it because you can understand. And I'm laughing because I've been there. Listen, I've been there. And when he, when he hits five, we'll do this all over again. We're going to do this again. Oh. That. But you can come to me and be like, so George, how's Ari at eight? Well, how's get at five, Jade? Because I got you. I got you beat. And I can tell you I got you beat. So I get it. Oh. I, I get it. I've been there. I've been there. I get it. The nine, and you know what? Our, listen, our five-year-old, she went through the nine month, the 11 month, 12 month, 24 month, 36 month. Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> We've been there. Everything. <laughs> I think I've like sleep trained him probably almost seven times now. Like it's just, yeah once I got him trained, like something would happen, like he'd get sick or there'd be a tooth coming in and then I'd have to do the whole cycle once over again. So I'm on now lack of sleep and like just trying to hold it down. And, and then we introduced virtual learning to, and just making it, you know, tough. Although this time around with virtual learning, Jet's a lot older. So he absolutely loves it. He loves it and always goes on and says hi to the teacher and hi to all the friends and then he'll sit and do his own little doodles beside Lucas so it's a lot uh it's a lot easier until he runs off and decides to you know to, to to get into things and uh jet. he decides to be well, jet. Yeah. jet thinks he's a teenager and so it's terrifying most days <laughs> so since we're on the subject of Jet, if, if most of you don't know, Jet is uh, um, one of the coolest kids in the world. He is a model. He's an actor. He's a future <laughs> wrestling champion. He is literally, he's got the trifecta down. I don't know if he can sing. There haven't been any videos of him singing yet, but I'm sure if he could sing, knock it out of the park. And this kid's going to be a heartbreaker, let me tell you. But he, uh, if you if you haven't, please check out, uh, he's got an Instagram, does he not? I believe he, he does, yeah. Manage him, and the Instagram is? At Chasing Jet. At Chasing Jet, which I follow religiously. This kid posts some of the coolest pictures. There's pictures of him in like Ray-Bans, got hats on, he's got Jays on. There's also pictures of mom, dad, and him with Jays and his brother, and it's adorable. And I asked Josh about that. I go, did you guys get him into like all the modeling? And he's Josh was like, honestly, we did it because it was kind of just, it's a way to get clothes. Kids go through clothes so fast. So when, when Jade started doing it, it was like, Cool. We get free. We get free hoodies. We get free T-shirts. It's great. It's amazing. Like, why wouldn't you want to do it, right? So, was that the game plan for Jet? Was to just get into that, but then you realized you kind of had a knack for it because he really yeah. does. I I love um, photographing, and so with the pandemic, you know, we're home. So all I do anyway is take a million pictures of him just sitting there <laughs> and so I'm like you know what let's just go do some street photos because I'm all into that and uh I kept doing it and I'm like you know what this is pretty dope this is cool and then I started repping for some shops and then from like from there I just thought this is yeah yeah it, this is fun <laughs> this is fun so why not what actually is the funnest thing for me is uh you have a patreon as well which is great and um, we'll get all those at the end of the at the end of the conversation because I don't do interviews, Jade. You know I do conversations. We don't we don't have interviews here. We have conversations. But <laughs> what I love is when you post those amazing photo amazing photographs of yourself because you're very photogenic. You're a you're a beautiful lady, 
And um, Josh shares them. And Josh goes, I asked, I asked for these photos and I got told I had to, I had to become a Patreon member. <laughs> so there's, listen guys, there's no, there is no discounts for family. Nope. Okay? It doesn't matter. You want to get the content. You got to pay the monthly subscription. That's it. The walking weapon does not get, yeah. Okay. He gets to spend as much time as possible and he gets to sleep next to her. But hey, man, you want the you want it, you want the photos? You got to pay for it, and I I think it's great. I think the um the joking and the relationship that you guys have is incredible. I I think you guys are uh one of one of the great most down to earth couples I've seen in this business, and that's not a shock to any of the other couples I've met because I've met a lot of couples and they're fantastic people. I made a lot of friends in this business, and it was it's great to see everybody. But I also love to see the joking sides of people, and I think you really do. You bring that out in them. You bring that. I, I think you. I think you. Uh, what's what's the word? It's um, opposites attract. So if he's ice, because he's ice cold in the ring and he's intense, you're that fire. If he's peanut butter, you're jelly. If he's bologna, you're cheese. I'm giving you all the better things, by the way. I'm giving you all the better. I love things. cheese. I was about to say I love cheese. <laughs> really, what's your favorite cheese? Because I'm a cheese guy too. So. Um. I have two. I like, I love goat cheese. Okay. And I like applewood cheddar. Ooh, you're good. You're good. You're on point. I, I'm a classic kind of guy. I like my creamy mm-hmm. Harvati. Mm-hmm. And I like my Gouda. I love Gouda. Gouda, Gouda on a burger. Yeah. Have you ever had Gouda, like melted Gouda on a burger? I don't think so. It'll change your life. It'll change really? your life for the better. Melted Gouda on a burger keto bun or no bun whatever you choose to do because i gotta watch the carbs i gotta try to keep some of my figure for my lady i gotta watch the carbs but um <laughs> good melted good i barbecued burgers a couple weeks ago and we had that we bought that like cheese thing from costco and it has like 20 30 different slices of cheese from like four or five different cheeses we found oh, it baby. in like the, yeah yeah and it has like the small squares of gouda so i'm like i'm gonna throw some gouda on this and oh, it changed my life now, i can't do craft singles i'm 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 a snob when it comes, I was about to say that you're a snob, a snob now. Yeah. I, I, Costco has made me a good snob and I'm okay. I can admit that this, the great thing about me is that every time I talk to someone, my fan base gets to learn a little bit more about me. Yeah, guys, I'm a good snob and I'm fucking proud of it. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't care. I don't care. You know, one of the interesting points you mentioned in the interview with my daughter is um, a great moment from your in-ring career and was one of my favorite moments. It's actually when I became a fan of ROH because I was a huge fan of Roderick Strong, or as you call him, Roddy, because you guys people, I'm not people, I'm not people, but you guys people. But that moment where you left Embassy and you, you, well, you left, you said, fuck, you know, screw you guys, I'm done. You gave Roddy that hug and the crowd just went apeshit. I watched that, um, not live, but I I caught it when I caught it. And I was like, damn, who's this girl? And she's hugging Roddy. Like, I got to get into this. And I kind of went back and it got me reinvested in ROH and it was great. It was great. It was one of those things that got me re. So thank you for reintroducing me to ROH. Cause it's one of oh my, my goodness, one of my favorite <laughs> moments. No, it's one of my favorite moments that, and obviously another moment that kind of had you centered around was that awesome dog collar match with CM Punk that mm-hmm. oof, I got to ask, what's it like watching someone who's considered to be one of the best ever to step in a squared circle, have a match like that. And you to be ringside for that experience um well and I was super young too um just and that was in New York as well so already in New York the atmosphere is 
absolutely crazy. Uh, the fans are super wild. So when you have all that screaming in your ear and then you're like, oh my gosh, okay. CM Punk's in there, Jimmy Ray's in there. And I, and I knew I had like a, a nice little spot. So I was like super nervous and uh, I, I, speechless, speechless. I couldn't believe that it was a part of it. Um, I think at some point, one of the points when I walked out, there's a, there's a photo of me walking out with Prince Nana. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was at the very beginning. So like, I'm, you know, arm in arm with him and smiling and happy and everything. And that was a legit smile, but it was like the biggest smile I had on my face. And I think I looked so dorky, but it was the moment we got out of the curtain or walked through the curtain. And then I just saw just the whole slew of people and they were just like screaming at, at Nana and everything. And I couldn't help but like just smile. It was just, ah, oh, that feeling, that feeling that just felt so, so nice and so loved even though they were booing Nana, but. <laughs> That's not an oxymoron. They were, if you go back and watch that, you guys can check all the archive footage on Ring of Honor um, uh, on their app, which is a great app. I subscribe. I love it. It's a, it's a fantastic app. And you know what? I look at Ring of Honor as um, a groundbreaker for a lot of careers, but a groundbreaker in the industry, much like Impact. Impact is a groundbreaker in the industry. I mean, let's be honest. They put the world title first ever time on a great female talent like Tessa Blanchard. Now, obviously, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. It, things didn't go that way. I don't know the backstage politics there, but it, the rain had to be cut short and it is what it is. But um, you look at Ring and Honor and all the talent that they groomed, that they built, and the fact that they're still very, very thriving in a time that's unsure. And, they've, and the great thing about Ring of Honor is that they're what wrestling fans complain about all the time, that a lot of companies don't build new talent. A lot of the big boys, excuse me, don't build new talent. Impact builds new talent. Impact shines new stars. Uh, Ring of Honor <laughs> grooms, builds, shines new stars. And then those stars go for greener pastures, right? It's happened so many times. But I mean, if Ring of Honor called you tomorrow and said, listen, we want you back. We wanna, wanna, go, wanna go one more time. We wanna bring back classic. We want you to work a program with Maria Canales because she's... She was my teenage crush, okay? I married a redhead solely based on Maria. <laughs> and I told her that in my, in my conversation with her. I said, listen, you were the reason why I ended up. Uh, redheads are my thing. I, uh, I'm all about the redheads. I love the red. My wife's a redhead and fire. I love it. It's all fire. All redheads are fire and they're awesome. They're fantastic people. And, um, but if Ring of Honor called you tomorrow and, you know, things were, uh, uh, you know, you could do it. You could figure out a, a way for, for Jet and Lucas and everything. And, and Josh could still balance impact. Would you? Would you go for one more time? Would you go back for just that adrenaline that you talked about? Because you told her one of the things you missed the most was that roar. And now that crowds mm -hmm. are coming back, like if they called you tomorrow and said, listen, let's, let's go one more time. Would you, would that be something you'd be interested in? Absolutely. Uh, Ring of Honor was such a great time and they were so good to me. Um, obviously. Yeah. Like why wouldn't I want to work with them again? They were amazing. They're amazing. And if you, and, sorry, go ahead. Not to mention they're building up their, their women's division. So they're currently doing their quest for gold tournament, um, or they're giving their gold tickets and stuff. So, you know, they're building, they're building up, just like you said, they, they build and build and build and that's what they're doing. So, um, and I believe Maria Canellis is actually leading that. 
leading the division with Bobby Cruz. And I think Maria is great. I think she's very smart. I think, and she knows exactly what she's doing. So it's going to thrive. Well, Ring of Honor, if you're watching, I mean, <laughs> I've had a lot of your roster on the show. Just saying, you got an OG here that could still run the game, run the gauntlet, <laughs> kick ass, take names, and look good doing it. So you know what? There's still a couple gold tickets. You never know. There may be one that there may be one that slides up your way. It's one that slides up your way, and all of a sudden you call Josh, you'd be like, listen, you may be rocking the X Division championship, but I got a golden <laughs> ticket. So you gotta come back. You gotta hold it down for a little bit while I go take care of some business. <laughs> Um, if you could run a program with anyone in even the knockouts division or in the, the women's division that ROH is rebuilding and, and, and re reestablishing what, who would you love to run a program with? Because I, like I said, I've seen your work. I know how good you are in the ring and Thank anybody you. that, anybody that wants to find it, you know, YouTube is a great tool. It's also a negative tool for a lot of bullshit and a lot of keyboard warriors, <laughs> but fuck those guys. It's not about that. It's just all about, uh, respect for the business that I have and respect for the people that I get to have conversations with. But if you could run a program with any one of those great divisions, and I I'm a big, being a girl, dad, women's wrestling is my thing. I love wrestling in general. My wife and I are big, big fans of wrestling, but especially now being a girl, dad to um, being able to show my, my girls, the passion that I fell in love for, but also now in a time period where women are second to none in this business, there's no more, I, and I'm so happy to say this. There's no more brawn penny matches. There's no more mm -hmm. mudslinging matches. There's no more lingerie matches. There's no more fucking bullshit. These yeah. women come out. They can kill it better than the men in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And they can look great doing it. My daughter is a big fan of, well, Sasha Banks is like number one in her eyes. No, but nobody could tell no, her no. different. In the mini host eyes, <laughs> Sasha Banks is the end all be all. But she also is a big fan of fire and flavor. Um, mm -hmm. She loves Jordan Grace. She just loves the power that Jordan Grace brings. Yeah. If we're going to talk AEW, she loves Jade Cargill. She loves Thunder Rosa. And if we're going to talk uh, MLW, I mean, they don't really have a, a full-out women's division, but she, I showed her some of Arya Blake's matches, and she really, really likes Arya Blake. And shout out to Arya Blake, because I know I know they got a little one on the way, so we can't wait they for that. Do. Can't yes, wait for I'm that. I'm so excited for them. You know what would be a dream match right there? Baby walking mom weapon versus, versus baby TJP. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I book it. I just, it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out like crazy. Iron kid match. There you Iron go. kid match. Unfortunately, yeah. I think, I think just based on the circumstances of age, Jet would win. But I also hear, so <laughs> first, let me know who you'd run a program with. But then I got a couple more questions about Jet. But so Impact or ROH, if you could run a program with any of the awesome females in either of those locker rooms, who would be your, you know, your ultimate program? Um, actually, you know what? I, I really want to do like a character side. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would love to run a program with Sue Young. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Sue Young I have, is. Like, she's so, so good. Her character and layers, is. Layers. So many layers. Yeah. Like, like she's like a female Mick Foley. Like if they, yeah. if Impact ever did a Royal Rumble. Uh, Sue Young could come out as like <laughs> has so many different layers to her, right? It's great, <laughs> Susie. Uh, so then the Undead Bride. Then you got you know the uh, the accountant thing that Susan, she's yeah, Susan. Yeah, yeah, Susan. That's right, Susan. My mom's name is Susan. So when they introduce her as Susan, I kind of giggle a little bit. I'm like, oh, like my mom, <laughs> my mom, banker's uniform and all that stuff. 
but so many layers but yeah that would be that would be wild man yeah i i and you know what it would be hard for me because i like you i like her i would be conflicted and that's not fair to me you're not making it easy for me but i would be a different character okay what do we what do we I got play, i want to play oh i want to play like every time i think of Sue young if i was to um wrestle against her or be on the same side with her either way I want to be like the old school, um, like the, what is it? Not the geisha. It's the old school, like Chinese ladies where they do have like the big long coats and they do have the white makeup, but it's not, not the geishas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, it's so bad for me, but the traditional Chinese like hairdress and everything, like it's so badass. I'm just coming out with sword. I think that with Sue would just be wild. That's all in my head. And I think it's so wild and so cool. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, uh, I, I'm seeing it all in my head right now. And I, I, I kind of want to pull my wallet out and be like, can I pre-order this pay-per-view now when it happens? Like, <laughs> can, I tap my, can I tap my visa there? No, but it's, that, would be, that would be fantastic. You know, what I, you, know what you, could, you know what you could even spin, which would be really cool for you? Because you know, you're tough. You're badass. You don't want to lose the street cred. Uh, you already lost the street cred a little bit earlier, but we're going to try to get it back for you right now. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino. So mm-hmm. uh, I would picture you, like you're, you coming out, like dressed like the bride, like a mixture of the bride and a mixture of, uh, you know, Lucy Liu's character from there. You know, you have the, the Japanese feel to it. Mm. And then you got the badass, like you come out in the, the yellow and the black leather and your entrance mm-hmm. video could be you on this like fucking sick looking street bike. So funny story, I used to be um, go-go. So when I worked over in NWA cyberspace over in New Jersey, they had me dress up just as go-go. So they actually bought the Kill Bill uh, official mask. They got it off eBay and it was like legit. It was leather and they had me wear it. I I got the whole like schoolgirl outfit and everything. And uh, all I did was come out with a kendo stick every month and just beat people <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> typical typical go-go that's what go-go would do right typical yeah go-go. she just kicked ass it was awesome <laughs> so I got to dress up as her and the moment I would walk back through the curtains they'd be like right there like okay give us the mask like, <laughs> as soon as I walk in I'm like I'm not gonna steal it like don't worry I'm good <laughs> but they paid so much for it so I was like here I don't, I don't even want to touch it anymore <laughs> You're like, listen, just take it off my face because I don't want to have anything happen where it comes off my face to your hand. I get in trouble. I don't want I don't <laughs> want that pressure. I don't want that. You're putting a lot of pressure on my shoulders right now. Exactly. And all I want to do is go out there and beat people with a kendo stick. And you've made it very complicated. You made things- it was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course, it sounds like it was a lot of fun. So uh, amongst the roar and missing the roar, is there looking back at your career and again, Anybody that wants to find out all those amazing matches that you've had, they can easily search you up on YouTube. There's a ton of footage there. But is there a match that you look at, that you look back at? Like if you're sitting down, a quiet moment, maybe Josh is away, Jet's finally down, the sun is shining, you're in your kitchen, and you have... I'm trying to set the scene for you, Jade. I'm trying to. (laughs) Please tell him to go down like in real life, though. Okay. All right. I'm going to call Josh after this and be like, listen. Um. You look back at something and you're, you're sitting there drinking, you're zipping, you're zipping your coffee and you're just looking out the window at the sun and you're thinking back to something like a fawn match. Is there a match that sticks out to you as something that you consider one of your best bodies of work? 
Oh. I asked the tough um, questions, Jade. You should have known that walking into this. I asked the tough questions. Oh, I know. Um, I think me, well, it's, it's, it's kind of a favorite memory for me uh, was actually the last time I wrestled was I had to sub in for Josh over at Alpha One Wrestling. Uh, the night before, I believe it was at IWC in Pittsburgh, he tore his bicep and he's never torn his bicep before. So I told him like, don't, like he was gonna try and wrestle the next day for Alpha One, but I'm like, don't like, just like, don't make it worse. We don't know what it's like right now. So if you make it worse, it might be really bad. <laughs> And so within like less than, you know, 24 hours notice, um, Ethan Page called me up and said, hey, need a favor. <laughs> and I said, of course, like, of course I would do that. So we were actually in the three-way with um, now known in NXT as uh, Wes and, oh gosh. Wes uh, and Dez, Wes and Dez. Thank you, Wes and Dez. <laughs> And uh, with Fight or Flight, Gabriel Fuesa and uh, Von Vertigo. And that was a lot of fun for me to kind of like mix it in with, you know, all these other guys. So that was a lot of fun. And not only that, but having Josh ringside with me was actually nerve wracking because like his opinion matters most. Of course. And so, and so it was, it, yeah, he, he was the one that made me nervous. I'm like, oh. Like you have to be out there but like I get it I get it but you're making me nervous all right just don't watch me <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that so now I gotta ask this question how is it like being in the ring with a guy like Von Vertigo who has better hair than everybody oh my gosh right right jealous yeah Jeez. like, like I'm, I'm thinning <sighs> and here's this guy with his freaking flowing locks like just know. Like, like just looking like you know Jesus with these this flowing locks I tell him all the time I'm like dude like what do you like you use avocado rainwater like what are you doing with that and he's like last time we spoke he's like i'm not gonna give away my secrets i'm like whatever man it's it's freaking like it's probably dandruff shampoo okay you just you don't have any dandruff <laughs> but it's probably head and shoulders whatever but like seriously like when i like when that guy moves around the ring i'm sitting there going i'm just like look at it look it, just flows. it just flows and yeah. the, the, the parking lot show we were at it was a little bit of a windy day so when he came out it's like fabio and he's standing at the top of the thing and he's got his arm up like this. And his hair was just blowing. And I just looked it's over just, my wife. He's, in, he's a real life slow-mo, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. Slow-mo. He's, <laughs> he's what, Johnny, he's to do what Johnny, Johnny Nitro tries to be, but can't be. And he's just sitting there flowing. I looked at my wife. I said, look at that. That's a, like, that's a beautiful head of hair on, <laughs> on, on Von Vertigo right there. That's a beautiful head of hair. No, but uh, those are all great names that you mentioned. Uh, Fuerza and Von Vertigo. If you guys don't know, I've had them both on my show a bunch of times. Great, great You need people. to know them. Yes, you they're so amazing and they need to be, oh, they need to be seen. They need to be somewhere. They're, and not only that, they're really great guys. And so they really deserve to be somewhere. Look at that. I didn't put anybody over on my own show. Jade's putting people over. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to leave and you can just start shouting out names <laughs> and putting people over. No, but um, you know what? I big up the Ontario indie scene as often as possible. And I, I credit George the Iceman for opening my eyes to this great scene that I had no idea I had in my backyard. Uh, through him, I was able to see so many great talents. And then I tapped into the battle arts roster, Santino Morella's great crop of talent that he's got there. 
Um, you know, look at it, look at the women in the Ontario indie scene and you, you know, you being, you know, a member of the, the women of Ontario, uh, whether it's active or non-active, looking at all the ladies that are here. And I pose this question to um, Alexi Nicole. And I always love when I pose these questions to her because she gets all flustered because she's like, damn it, such a hard question. But looking at the scene and all the great talent that's out there in Ontario, a scene that we need to big up more of, there's so many great women here. And when you, when you break it down, you look at the up-and-comers like Bianca Corelli, Scarlett Delgado out of Battle Arts. You look at Alexi Nicole. You look at Jody Threat. You look at you know, Crystal Moon. You, there's so many talented, talented women. When you look at any of those women, any of those names that pop in your head, is there anybody that you see that you could say honestly and truly, like, that's the one we got to watch. That's the one we got to keep our eyes open. And I know I've mentioned a lot of great names there, so I've made it difficult. I've put the pressure on you. I have. Yeah, there. Um, I actually haven't been able to uh, see a lot of the girls live. Um, I would have to say Alexia Nicole because I know she's been in it for a long time. Um, she really does work very hard, uh, and she's got so much heart and so much heart for the business that she absolutely deserves it. Um, Jody Threat. She, she's a hard worker too. She just, she just wants to wrestle. I mean, same with Alexi Nicole. Uh, she just wants to wrestle and just be better and like, you know, really teach herself, like teach or learn more. Um, I should, I'd like to mention that, and I know you're putting this out in July, but Alexia just had um, surgery on her shoulder. Now this girl, her shoulder pops out like a gazillion times. And this is how tough she is. And that's why like her name in Backyard Pro is Tough Cookie, Detective uh, Tough Cookie or Cookie Dough. Detective, Detective Cookie Dough. De yeah, Detective Cookie Dough. And I'm thinking in my head, like she is one tough cookie because she'll just like pop her shoulder in because she's so used to it, used to it popping out. And it's just, it's ridiculous. So she'll pop it in and then like continue to wrestle. And so, you know, that's what I mean by heart. Like she just, she just, you know, she just won't stop and she'll just keep doing it and doing it, doing it. So I'm glad that she was finally able to take the time and get her surgery done. And I know it's, it actually took her a long time, you know, to wait for the doctors or the surgeon or whatever. So I'm glad. And now she doesn't have to worry about it and she can just, you know, be a hundred or a thousand percent herself yeah and also keep posting those videos of her squatting like three thousand pounds <laughs> i know she's so freaking tough right she's so strong i gave her shit the, I gave her shit the other day because she posted this workout video where she's like lifting like 250 pound weights like it's nothing then she takes the thing across here and she's like hip thrusting that in the air and i'm like stop it stop it because you're, stop making, it. you're making guys like me feel really really bad about themselves because here you are looking at zone. stop stop it and i always seem to catch him in the morning like when you wake up you're brewing coffee after you're going downstairs and i see the video i'm like i'm fucking believable like she she's done she's <laughs> it's like that scene from Mallrats. that kid that kid is back on the fucking escalator like what is happening oh so uh, you segued perfectly and that's because we're driving because we're both podcasters we know how that the segue works segue is a key thing but you segued into backyard pro and this was a question that i was hoping we were going to get to and now we've gotten to it i'm very excited about it how was it see 
sorry I'm just imagining my my husband in in my pants so <laughs> that's that's what I'm asking how was it seeing your husband in your pants well those pants were when I wore them when I started out in the Michigan scene so I've had those since like 2005 no 2003 <laughs> okay so right off the bat I have to say one thing I haven't owned it the same I haven't had a pair of pants from 2005 since 2005 okay my waist has increased decreased increased increased again and I here's this here's this one on here right now so all I've had these pants since 2005 you know what <laughs> My husband will also tell you that I keep everything. Okay. So yeah, I, I keep all my gear. Like it's hard for me to, to let go of them, but I had them and um, he's like, okay, I'll wear them. Or where is it? No, not for it. It was the vertigo. He's like, yeah. Does she have any like gear that you can wear? I'm like, hmm. I'm thinking, okay, shorts, but that's like, you see that often, like it's nothing new. I'm like, oh, I've got these lace, like bell bottom pants that you can wear. And so sure enough, there you go. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Backyard Pro, search it up on YouTube, season two, the dancing weapon. Yes. Mm -hmm. And season three, they're working on season three. So it's coming out. I don't know when, I think this summer, I'm not sure, but amazing that's all you need to know there that's is a season yes and it's gonna be amazing i'm sure <laughs> absolutely but i i actually dubbed von vertigo and um i don't get enough credit for this but i'm pretty good with the nicknames but i dubbed von vertigo the quentin tarantino of the ontario mm. Indies. I, I dubbed him that and have you told him that i did, did. i had him? when i had him oh. on the show when we were talking about season two and i asked him point blank because that's at the time where, where things were opening up and bookings were happening again I was right around September, October of uh, 2020, last year. Yeah. Or, and, and he said, or August, September, sorry. And he said, well, you know, season three, never say never, but uh, we'll see how the pandemic goes. And sure enough, our, our wonderful government here in Canada, which I'll never say a bad thing about because they're fucking amazing people. <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, they've gone and screwed us over 50,000 times. But I'm excited. Alexia also did post something on her Twitter of Detective Cookie Stowe standing in front of a uh, what looked to be a dead body. There's a suspect situation happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. I was just in awe and so happy. That's right. Ooh, so I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and look. You're gonna have to go back and look. But uh, yes, we know there there will there is a season three. Alexia Nicole did confirm it when she was on the show, and now you have reconfirmed it. So I'm very excited mm. to know uh, what's happening there. So I'm going to have to reach out to Vaughn and be like, listen, I know you're filming shit, but uh, you need to get back on the show because we have some things, we have some things to discuss. All right. Yeah. A couple more questions and I'm going to let you go enjoy your evening. But in terms of looking at how far, cause you, you were wrestling in a time where women were still trying, women were still fighting for everything. And now to see how far, the evolution of women have come in the sport. Does it make you, does it make you feel like what you fought for work for it? Because when I sat down with Maria, she said, you know, I always coined the phrase, the first ones through the, the door get the bloodiest. And she talked about how the divas during an era where they weren't respected, they fought for more. They fought for everything. The girls that, that are out there now doing it have, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Cause you were on it. You were on it. You were on a different level. Cause you were on the indie scene. 
and no, no. that was 10 times worse than it was it, on the main roster. Um, for me, it was probably a hundred times worse because mm-hmm. I started off managing. Mm-hmm. So female managers aren't looked at all in any positive light. So I really wanted to change that, but it was very, very hard. Um, I don't even think, you know, I, it changed anything. I think um, even till this day, like I wish there were managers. I don't know why there aren't any, like I know there, okay, there are some, we're talking about NXT, like you have, you know, Malcolm, you have, um, or Impact, you have Caleb with a K, but you don't have a lot of female managers anymore. And I say manager because I absolutely hate the term ballet because I didn't just go out there and walk a guy to the ring. You know, I, I'm smart about it. I look out for my guy and that's not meaning, that means like I look out for everything. Like if their wardrobe is like malfunctioning, I'll like, I'll fix it. So they, they continue to look good wrestling. It's stuff like that. It's, it's you, you, you know, if I have spots, it's, it's also remembering my spots too. And I have to have good timing, like managing. You also have to be athletic, you know? You have to get your timing right. You have to obviously know how to bump and take stuff and like, don't be afraid to take anything. It it was a hard time. It was, um, for me, it was bullshit. I'm going to say it. It was complete bullshit. And I had um, little help. Not a lot of ladies opened their hearts for me. Um, I did, you know, I did come across some friendly ones, but like none where I got close to until I went to California. And that's where like, I found my core group of girls, which you know her as Candice LeRae is one, but also Katana Vera, who is still wrestling over in the West Coast. And um, Carla Jade, uh, who used to be Candice's tag partner a lot. So um, those girls, I am so fortunate to have met them. And I was so young once again, that their friendship meant a lot to me and they helped me grow. They, they helped me, uh, man, they helped me just, you know, continue to be strong. And in this business, if you're not strong, you get beaten down real easy. Mm-hmm. So back then it was really different I am very happy to see where it is now and all the ladies getting chances and now that there's you know um, women's division stuff even though like impact really had the knockouts divisions and like and actual wrestling and stuff so they were really the first to showcase the ladies that way Um, but yeah but now it's just explosive and which is amazing. And they get so much airtime and, and more minutes in their matches. So, and main eventing, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It absolutely is. And you're right. Uh, it's, it's the same thing in, in this podcast game, your integrity gets questioned almost on a daily, you post a clip, you get accused of, of clickbait when you're not, you're just posting a clip to try, try to promote your episode. I addressed it in my 200 episode, I had a situation with, uh, had a situation with a wrestler who accused me of, of using stuff and then went ahead and said that now you're using my stuff as clickbait. And listen, I've been doing this stuff for five, for almost five years, but I only started using YouTube for the last year. 
I didn't know what clickbait was. I had no idea. You know, when I learned clickbait, when I asked my wife, I go, what the hell is clickbait? She goes, well, I learned that from Jersey Shore. That's what this is. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't know what any of that is. So, um, you know, your stuff gets questions and then, and then you get threatened that if you don't take it down, they're going to tell everybody that you're, uh, you're one of those podcasters. And when you're, you don't make money in this game, you know, this, I don't, I haven't made a dollar. All I've made is connections and friendships and I'm honored to have those, but, uh, I don't make a dollar. And, uh, it, it sometimes it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And when you're, when all you have is your integrity and your reputation, when somebody mm-hmm. tries to tear it down like that and say that, oh, if you don't take it down, they're going to tell other people the shady guy you are. That's not the case. And it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's difficult. It's a, it's a struggle sometimes to find that balance, but um, you know what? It's conversations like this that make me remember why I got into this. And that's just to have a great conversation with great people. And now I could say, not only am I friends with the walking weapon, but I'm friends <laughs> with Mrs. Weapon and she's 10 times cooler than the walking weapon. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm saying this from my own home. You're good people. You're good people. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I'm saying this from my home. So I know he can't find me. He doesn't know where I live. So I'm okay. I'm okay. I can be, but next time he sees me at a desk show, I asked him one time off camera. I said, Josh, can you slide? Can you, can you give me a chop? He's like, no. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I was like, why? He's like, cause if I give you a chop, then we got to go to the hospital right after. I was like, damn it. It would be worth it, but probably not. Probably not. You do not want a chop from him. I don't, I don't, I don't want to chop from him because I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> I've, I've sat front row and I've seen grown men weep. And, and it's, and I, I, I say weep with the utmost respect, not, not ugly cry, just weep. And, and like weep like you lost your dog or weep like you lost your favorite, <laughs> your favorite Hot Wheel or your sister cracked your favorite video game. You know what I mean? Uh, one final question. I think we're going to let it go. But out of everything that you have experienced uh, with Josh and everything you have experienced in your relationships, your peaks and valleys, injuries, the signings, the successes, the, the setbacks, the comebacks. Um, there's one moment that I need to ask you about because I think it's the most important moment. And it's a moment that I'm sure it's on social media and I'm sure you both have put it out there, but I have to ask who made the first move. <laughs> you thought I was going to go did. super serious, right? You thought I was going to go super, you thought like, you're like, what's he, what's he I thought it was me? like one last wrestling question. I'm like, okay, I better really pay attention. <laughs> no, Josh, so Josh made the first move, eh? Josh did, yes. He slid into my DMs. Wow, it's nice. No nice josh you gangster bro that's street cred right there josh alexander's street cred just went up so he slid i slid up we like not like right away like it wasn't a random thing mm-hmm. um it was at the end of january in the raptors okay i'm i used to be a blackberry person Okay. Oh my God, you're aging yourself don't, right now. Stop. You're doing, you're stop. doing it. Stop. <laughs> and uh, they were <laughs> doing a gift. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they were doing a giveaway because <laughs> this sounds so silly now. Um, they were doing a giveaway to, <laughs> to give uh, a, a Blackberry for free with the best tweet of the night, right? And so I'm like, Hey, can somebody help me with this? Right. And he messaged me. He's like, Hey, like, what do you need help with? I'm like, Oh, that's weird. But okay. He seems nice. Um, 
And so I, I told him, and so he helped me with the tweet. And uh, I said, okay, cool, thanks. So, you know, if I if I get this in return, I'll get you some like Roots of Fight or something because I'm like obsessed with Roots of Fight. And yeah, from there, I we didn't talk again for a couple weeks, and then I needed another tweet <laughs> to win another BlackBerry. And then so I asked, I messaged him and asked him for help, which I didn't win again. So. I, his tweets suck, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't win. I didn't win. Um, But yes, and then from there, it was uh, close to mid-March or end of February. I think we started really talking a lot more. That's awesome. And for all you young millennials out there that don't know, a BlackBerry was the iPhone before the iPhone was the iPhone. (laughs) For the Android. So a BlackBerry had a tiny little ball in the center and you would scroll and you would click and everyone thought they were great. And they they were until the ball fell out. <laughs> what got me was like, you had to clean the ball often. Yeah. Because it would like, get Freaking stuck Q-tip in all the Yeah. Like, I, like, seriously, these are supposed to be a device to help you if you're ever in a situation. That, that's why it's called a mobile phone. If you ever break down, you're supposed to have one. But if I got to sit there and I got to take care of you more than I take care of myself, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not going to put up with that. I'm not, I'm not. I, okay. Listen, I will, I will say I have a Google phone, so nobody can make fun of me anymore. (laughs) Fair enough. And I will say this. I was so against blackberries for the longest time. I I was anti blackberry. So I would buy everything else that wasn't a blackberry. You know how many razors I went through? Remember the razor, the flip phone? I love the razor. Oh yeah. So did I. Motorola. Until you were drunk one night and put it too close to your ear and you would snap the razor off. I did that to like five or six razors. I would go to like order pizza at two in the morning, drunk off my ass back in college. And I would be like, hello, hello. And then I push it so hard into my ear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Razors were great until you snap them or when you sat because they were so thin and obviously I'm a bigger guy. So you put them in your back pocket, sit down on the couch and you're yeah. I, a few times, a few times. Yeah. (laughs) I'm what can I say? Yes. I'm not lying. It's, It's the truth. So the LG. So razor. you're you're a oh the LG razor. I thought it was uh, Motorola. Nope. Sorry, the Motorola. Uh, see there. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I just got I I just got a re-education, guys. Motorola. Just shut the fuck up. No, you're right. Motorola. Motorola razor. I went through like four of those things, and then finally my my wife was like, "Can you just can you just get a BlackBerry?" But I got the one <laughs> when I got the BlackBerry. Luckily, they got rid of the ball, and I got the trackpad, so it was a little easier. Mm. I got. The I trackpad. went through them all. I got them all. Of course you did. Of course. You did. <laughs> So you're an iPhone now, I take it. Yes, I am. I'm an iPhone guy now because you know why? Because, so listen, the whole house is centralized. I was anti-Apple for the longest time. Like, fuck Apple, fuck Steve Jobs. And then we got our, we got it, we bought our house and we needed to upgrade our computer. So my wife was like, babe, let's just get an Apple. They're really super easy to use. And I heard they're great for editing because I used to be a video editor. She's like, they're great for editing and they're great for this. And I was like, stop selling me on things that I, that I don't need. And she's like, just do it. <laughs> So I did. And at the deal at the time, Future Shop, remember Future Shop? They're not here anymore. Oh, yeah. Used to be here. No. Yeah. <clears throat> it, the deal was you bought a, an iMac, a desktop, and you got an Apple TV included with the iMac. Yeah, it was great. Crazy oh, deal. Yeah, damn. Crazy deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of a sudden. I don't blame you, but I'm still not an Apple person. I'm right, like, so, yeah, whatever. That's how, they, that's how they fucking hooked me. It's like the mafia. Once they got me in, I'm in. And then I realized with the Apple TV, my phone and, and the computer, everything could sync. I could be upstairs and I could be filming a video of my kid and I could airdrop it to my computer downstairs 
and it saves it right on my computer and then I can slide it into my hard drive. It makes things very painless and easy. It's, I'm, I'm super lazy when it comes to shit now. If I don't have to walk up and down the stairs to do stuff, I won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I'm okay to admit that. I refuse to have any Apple. I mean, okay, I have Apple TV, but I refuse to have a laptop mm-hmm. or the phone. Okay. I just can't. But at least you got a Google phone. I thought you were going to say you still had a BlackBerry. I was going to be like, I didn't think those things got service. I, w- I wish... I wish I would have held it on if it wasn't get being discontinued. All right, guys, let's make her dream come true. If anybody has <laughs> any recyclable blackberries, send them to Jade, slide into her DMs, take a picture of your blackberry, send it her way. She'll gladly accept it. You got a whole wall back there, right above your cupboards. You can put all the blackberries. I I Is still have all my blackberries. Okay. Oh my <laughs> do they still work? Like, do they do they still turn yeah. on stuff? Hell yeah, I take care of my shit. So they I have pictures. On, so they good. have pictures on them and stuff still. Like, yeah. do you ever scroll through the picture galleries and be like, "Oh my god, what the hell was I thinking?" No, yeah, no, I, I don't. I just keep it just in case. I don't know. I have this like thing where I keep things for like emergencies. You never know. You never know. I'm you never know wild. when all the all the other cell phones in the world could blow up and you need fifteen blackberries. You never, <laughs> never know. <laughs> Oh, this this has been amazing. I've had a blast. And I want to officially let you know now you are a member of the Straight Talk family. Oh, Anytime you, you want to come back, you it would be our honor and our pleasure to have you. So before you go, please shout out all your socials, shout out your amazing podcast, and don't forget to shout out the Patreon that your husband also has to be a member of. <laughs> well, let me shout out my husband first. Yes. This is his brand new tea that he dropped. This is Josh Alexander. And then I'm going to go to the back here because it's pretty dope. Okay. There we go. What? Isn't that cool? That is cool. So, oh. like, as his favorite podcaster next to you, do I get a hookup for free? Oh, you're going to have to talk to him about that. <laughs> but after he sees this episode and he sees all the smack I talked, he's not, I'm not going to, I'm going to lose all of it. My street cred is gone. All right. <laughs> new teas and he's got another new design that he just put up in his teespring store and also he also has a pro wrestling tea store which i have a new pro wrestling tea store now where i have my official podcast tea like finally got one up uh, i have official podcast tea in maroon and black and i just dropped a new don't poke the bear which is me as a mama bear panda bears are my favorites and um, yep, I just I just dropped that for the videos that I've been dropping for the past two three weeks now. That uh, well, this is I keep forgetting this is going to be dropped in July, so you will all see it already because it's going to go down tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at jadechung11, and you know what. I know a lot of people hate like the numbers at the end of their handles, but I'm, I'm an OG. Okay. I don't change for anybody. 11 was my Jersey number throughout all of school. So like all of, you know, um, elementary, I played sports there, secondary and high school. That was my number. So it means a lot to me. Just, you know, people make fun. They're like, Oh, numbers. You're still doing that. Like, yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> I can get mean too sometimes. Yeah. Um, catch me on my Patreon slash Jade Chung and subscribe to my YouTube. 
slash jchung11, where I did one video podcast with my husband and I really enjoyed it. So I think I'm going to do a one-off every now and then as soon as I figure out, you know, a clear way to do it, like a clear video way because my laptop sucks. And um, so I got to figure out all my ins and outs. You got to get a new and- iMac. No, I'm joking. I'm going to stop. Don't even. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're ever looking for guests, um, I enjoy this conversation so much. I would love to do it on your channel. We could chat it up again. It's been absolutely amazing. And um, I don't feel bad about the numbers. My personal Instagram, George Mackay 89 eight, nine yeah, was also good. my Jersey number. So you got it. You feel it. Good. Uh, you, okay, good. You know how to do this stuff. Uh, straight talk wrestling on Instagram. And uh, you no, know, Jane and I are friends. We're people. I follow her. I hope she follows me. I'm not sure. I didn't check, but I'm hoping. Oh man. I hope I did too. If not, I'm going to go right now. You have to scroll on that Blackberry ball, go up to the Instagram icon and <laughs> do the like, but guys, you get all my socials at the end of the show. As always, I'm your host, your boy. Thank you so much to my guest this week. Mrs. Walking Weapon, Jay Chung. It's been incredible. Thank you. And peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, none in my lead. You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm out of space.